0: The
1: last word with Matt Cooper.
0: John Gibbons is with us for our weekly environment spot. And John, I didn't actually see last night's television program on RT One tomorrow tonight, which I think was a play in Today Tonight. It's old nineteen eighties current affairs classic. Uh, It was presented by Mark Little, I think, and Clara O'Brien. What was it like?
1: Yeah, it was certainly ambitious, uh, a bit of a moonshot of a project in, in, in every sense of the word. Um, very ambitious. The, the idea, briefly, was to, to pitch a current affairs programme that was occurring in November 2050. So we're, we've kind of seen somehow, some of how the climate emergency has played out. And it was framed in a, in a news in a news setting around the eve of a, yet another critical UN uh, climate meeting, where uh, the Swedish Prime Minister of 2050, uh, Greta Thunberg, if you don't mind, uh, is there announcing a major Breakthrough. Now that's great, but I, you know, I guess where I struggled a little with it, Matt, is we're not going to be in 27 years having further UN meetings discussing the possibility of doing something in the future. Uh, so, because
0: presumably by that time the global temperature has gone up by at least 1.5 degrees, so the impact will have been felt.
1: Quite frankly, uh, on the on the way we're tracking at the moment we're much more likely to have breached 2 degrees by uh, 2050 and at that stage that that's the point really beyond which most of our earth systems begin to break down we're we're going to be into an era of mass migration political breakdown social collapse so i uh, i think um, was that all reflected in last night's program no uh, it it frankly it wasn't uh, and i understand that because i guess uh, that's the framework within which they're working. I guess they were very much focusing on an Ireland that was still functioning, with, with a couple of little tweaks. For example, they had a they had a few migrants arriving in by boat. They were being transferred to Spike Island in Cork for. I'm not sure if they were prisoners. They said they weren't prisoners, but they did appear to be on an island, and I'm not sure who was being protected from whom. So they they hinted at the migration thing, but. But basically, as best as I could see it, it was business as usual in 2050. Now, I'll be honest with you, Matt, I sincerely hope they're right, that that our systems will still be functioning in 2050. But the evidence doesn't suggest that.
0: Okay, it's not getting good reviews from listeners who are texting into 0874100102 saying it was... Total propaganda from RT and the green lunatic movement. Uh, The bashing of farmers and farming from all in the media is horrendous in discussing total con job, says con in Limerick. Uh, Another one says it was cringe-worthy rubbish. And another one was it was such crap,
1: I was half expecting Mario to make an an appearance. Well, uh, con in Limerick, that, that sounds like a con by name and con by nature. Yeah, look, I mean, it was going to upset people who believe, uh, like some of your uh, textures, who believe that the climate thing is overcooked. It's going to annoy them for sure. And if that's the case, well, I'm delighted that it did. On the other hand, there's people maybe on my end of the spectrum who might have liked to have seen a greater sense of urgency. Now, I think the, the basic science was was accurately reflected in it, but it was really the framing, Matt, that, that you know, what for me was missing was that sense of crisis and also the notion of continuity. You know, I just, I'm not sure we're going to knock another 30 years out of business as usual.
0: Okay, Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland has brought out a report saying that the most ambitious and optimistic scenario will still leave the country dependent for between 57% and 68% of its energy needs on fossil fuels by 2030. It has a range of suggestions of things it wants to do I can't imagine that this range of suggestions is going to be popular with a lot of our listeners as a general public. What's in there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I give the SEAI huge credit for this because they are kind of sticking their neck out a little bit here. Uh, For example, they're they're looking for a boiler scrappage scheme. Uh, They do make the point that, you know, you don't go down to to Harvey Norman at the weekend shopping for boilers. It's not a discretionary purchase. It's a big capital investment. It's a big capital investment, Matt, but you only buy it basically when your existing one blows up, right? And that's what happened to me a number of years years ago. Uh, now, so, the problem there is when you buy a new boiler, you're now locked into fossil fuels for another 10 plus years. And of course, we have the situation at the moment where not just are we continuing is it, are we continuing to sell boilers, but we're continuing to advertise boilers. So, one of the things the SAA are calling for is a ban on new fossil fuel boiler sales. And I would like to add to that, we should stop advertising them because that is creating demand. But uh, is
0: that actually plausible because not every house is suitable to a heat pump as a replacement? is it?
1: Well, the window, if you like, on the suitability of, of properties for heat pumps is expanding, right? I, I I got a heat pump put in about 18 months ago. Now, I I had had some upgrading work done before that, a number of years back, uh, and the heat pump has works extremely well. But they will work in most housing. You do need to do some upgrading for sure. You shouldn't, you're kind of wasting your money, if you like, if you simply put it in. So,
0: will you say some sort of upgrading, are you going to have to do your windows? Or are you going to have to do insulation to get the benefit out of the heat pub which is further
1: major capital investment. Yes. Well this is the issue well first of all you've got to do the obvious stuff Matt like the relatively cheap stuff so for example if you haven't got you know at least 300 mils of insulation in your attic you're simply wasting money because that's where the heat goes straight up through the ceiling and into your attic so there's things like that you know for a regular house uh, doing an attic insulation which does is grant supported that is an absolute basic thing we should all be doing if you check your attic if you haven't it done for goodness sakes get it done uh, looking at things then like uh, getting good quality double or triple glazing. That is a great investment. Um, uh, Some of the other investments are more significant. Some of them rise a lot but we've spoken recently for example about a a project that Eamon Ryan has pushed through which is to get access to European Investment Bank funding to allow people to get super cheap loans to do this and the point about these loans is that you're saving money on energy and you're getting that money back over the life of the loan and that's the critical thing here and by the way I think we should be pushing that. I would like to see zero interest loans on that.
0: Okay I'm not sure, did you write this SEII report because it's got things in it, the likes of which you have been suggesting here, such as an SUV tax.
1: That's right. This is one of the things they're saying and, you know, I think they've got a point and, and again, before we start breaking it down into what's an SUV, I think we all know, certainly on the larger scale, exactly what an SUV is. As SUVs, the, the, the expansion of SUVs, we're now up to 60% of the Irish total Irish car fleet as SUVs. It has played havoc. According to a broad definition of what an SUV Absolutely. is. Absolutely. But, but, Basically, that's been, if you'll pardon the pun, the direction of traffic. uh, And that has wiped out all our savings, as you know, in relation to electric vehicles. So we're continuing to burn huge amounts of fossil fuels in Ireland by running these oversized vehicles. A lot of these
0: SUVs are electric.
1: Some are electric. I mean, it's creeping in there for sure. And by the way, I'm not an advocate of of, uh, electric SUVs either. They're better than... Combustion SUVs, but they're still, it's basically in the wrong direction. We need smaller, more efficient cars. Okay,
0: this is the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland making the recommendations with which you agree. Another one is flight
1: restrictions. That's right. I mean, I was, yeah, like Christmas has come early. I mean, this makes absolute sense again because, and we've seen this time and again, we've got other interests like the vested interests out in Dublin Airport, pushing the political agenda, pushing hard on politicians, pushing hard through the media, demanding expansion, expansion, expansion obviously for their own financial interests. So here we have the SEAI saying, actually, what we need to do is to turn the tap down on flying. We need to, until we get to a point where we have these, these fabled sustainable aviation fuels, which, by the way, Matt, may well occur on the 12th of never. We, in the meanwhile, the key thing we need to do is to manage demand. And I've we've discussed this on the show before. I believe the fairest way to do this is a rationing system so that it's the same for everybody.
0: Okay, another idea is a ban on new data centres.
1: That's right. Uh, Again, I think Ireland at the moment, uh, last time I checked, has about uh, 24% of the EU's data centres. So isn't that
0: that largely down on fairness to our climate, that we're a better place, if you're going to have data centres which do all the things for the cloud, which can actually do amazing things for actually carbon mitigation and which we need to fight climate change, Mm. that they're going to have to be located somewhere and we are one of the best climates in which to do it.
1: Agreed. And and equally, Iceland is another good location and for the same reason that they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of data centres there. They also have geothermal energy. However, I think we can simply say maybe we need to top it out because essentially... In transitioning our system away from uh, dependence on fossil fuels, we probably need to be super careful not to overload it. And one of the warnings from the SEI is about limiting the restricting the large energy users from setting up in Ireland. Now, I'm sure this raised uh, eyebrows down in down in Leinster House, uh, where politicians are obviously keen to bring in these large energy projects. But I think the SEI are really sounding a warning to say there's only so many of these that we can cope while operating within our ecological and within our emissions limits. And it's fantastic, by the way, to see a state agency putting uh, sustainability and ecological limits front and centre, and I'd love to see more of them doing it.
0: Yeah, he says it also looks for a halt to the expansion of existing large energy-using industries, but could not be entirely counterproductive, because if you do that, you'll cost jobs, and all the taxes that arise from the jobs, you'll cost the corporation tax profits upon which the state is dependent, and then it won't have the money to do things like the attic insulation grants and the heat pump grants that you're talking about, that you have to look at the picture in
1: a bigger sense. Yeah, I I think we have to take things in the round, but I think the point the SEA are trying to make here is that we, we may have gone too much in one direction, Matt, and what we need to do is pull back towards the centre. We we need to manage, uh, uh, if you like, economic growth. We need to do it in, in a much greener way than we're managing at the moment. And I think that's really where they're headed with this.
0: Okay, just a couple of other things. You mentioned Dublin Airport earlier. Tell us about the discovery that was made when they were digging up the soil there to put down the new second runway.
1: That's right, what they basically Dublin Airport has had to remove um, 150,000 tonnes of soil and apparently this contaminated soil has been shipped uh, with, by a specialist company to Norway, that's a lot of soil and this soil was contaminated by uh, a group of chemicals called PFAs uh, which is pronounced per and polyfluoroalkylated substances these are otherwise known matters forever chemicals, these are really nasty long chain chemicals Now, they're fantastic at certain things. For example, uh, they're used in the foam uh, that is uh, used by uh, firefighters uh, to put out uh, airline um, fires. So they're fantastic at that. They're also used in, in other things, like, for example, Teflon contains these PFASs. And so they are... One, there's sort of a wonder chemical that have been around for the last uh, 50 years or so. But what we're finding is that these chemicals are accumulating, they're getting into waterways and creating havoc. They're also, of course, a major human threat. We know, for example, that in humans they affect our, our hormone system, our immune system, our reproductive systems, and they're also probable carcinogens. So, basically, these are bad chemicals. And as, a, as an aside to that, uh, when I was looking into the, the PFA story, what we've discovered is the EU is currently trying Trying to phase out PFAS and, and right across the board, they have a they have a project called the Reach regulations that are governing it. But weirdly enough, um, one place in in the EU where you find loads of PFAS used is in pesticides. They're actually in in twelve percent of approved substances uh, containing. Or pesticide substances in the, in the EU contain PFAS, and apparently there is no plan whatsoever to remove PFAS from substance from from pesticides, which is kind of interesting, Matt, because these pesticides are sprayed on the plants that end up becoming the foods that end up in the human food chain. So, I think it's a it's a it's an astonishing loophole that hopefully uh, will be looked into a little more closely.
0: John Gibbons, thank you very much for being with us for our weekly Last Word in the Environment. We'll see you again next Thursday. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4:30.